The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Live from KXAN, this is a severe weather alert from the First Warning Weather Center. We start with video from San Marcos this morning. Hail and rain coming down pretty hard with a severe thunderstorm rolling through the area as we speak. It is our only severe thunderstorm warning for now, but we do expect much more to come. All right, good morning everyone and welcome to KXAN News Today. I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Erica Bernis. So this is the first significant severe weather threat of the season. Meteorologist Kristen Curry working overtime. You guys joining us with the latest. So what can we expect for the day? We've got a few isolated storms out there now, but this is just kind of the appetizer. We do expect a stronger line of storms to move in later on this afternoon. Let's get started first with what's happening out there now. Clouds and radar showing storms pretty much right over the I-35 corridor. There's a couple more a little further towards the west, which we need to watch because there's a chance those strengthen here over the next couple of hours. Now, this was the storm that did have that severe thunderstorm warning on it. It was set to expire at 4.30 a.m. It did. National Weather Service, as well as myself, will be watching to see if this strengthens anymore, but it's still likely going to have some hail within it. So Red Rock, even Bastrop, uh, Wildwood, be on the lookout for some of these uh, storms passing through, dropping small hail. That doesn't mean go outside and look just make sure before you're doing anything as you're getting your day started you're keeping an eye on this radar the hill core here was pretty impressive of this storm that rolled through san marcus i mean our radar was estimating this to be hen egg size down in Comal county before it clipped southern hayes county and now it continues to move into caldwell county but you'll notice our radar is indicating marble size i've seen more reports a little bit smaller than that closer to about pea size maybe even quarter size which is still going to leave a dent in your car here. But at this point, as that storm is moving through Caldwell County, it's too late to go out there and move it. You want to stay put inside. Now, as far as the overall trend goes, like I said, there's a couple more storms out here in Gillespie County that bear watching. They're not warned, but they've got heavy rain as well as frequent lightning, maybe even some small hail within it moving through Stonewall. This is just about to move into Blanco County here. It's something we'll be watching closely. Like I said, this is only round one. Round two is going to be moving in later on today. So this is going to be the outlook. We'll zoom down, show you what to expect and when coming up in your first morning forecast. Okay, thank you so much, Kristen. Developing news right now, seven people are waking up in the hospital this morning after a flight on its way from Austin to Germany hit severe turbulence. Yeah, German airline Lufthansa flies directly from Austin to Frankfurt, Germany, and it had to divert to Washington Dulles International Airport just after nine last night. Someone on the plane took video that we could show you this morning. You can see the food and the pillows and passenger items all over the floor. And according to the FAA, the plane landed after encountering severe turbulence at 37,000 feet over the state of Tennessee. All the passengers are still stuck at Dulles. Austin and local organizations trying to figure out how to get more people off the streets this morning. Several groups will speak on shelter shortages. This comes after the Salvation Army released that it was closing down its downtown shelter last month. The group says there are few options for those currently in the shelter as other locations in Austin are full and they maintain wait lists. Along with organizations aimed at stopping homelessness, men and women who are currently experiencing homelessness will speak. The conference will be at Central Presbyterian Church off East 8th Street at 9.30 this morning. Well, today marks the fifth year of the first of the Austin bombings that we saw. This was five years ago today. The bombings over the course of uh, a month of March 
Several injuries and deaths afterwards. The deaths of 39-year-old Anthony Stephen House and 17-year-old Draylen Mason. Police linked 23-year-old Mark Anthony Condit from Pflugerville to a total of seven homemade explosive packages. Condit was eventually pulled over by police, but he detonated an explosive inside his car, killing himself. Coming up, how the severe weather today could cause further setbacks in the ice storm debris removal. A breakthrough in vaccine research that could help those infected with RSV and change the landscape of future vaccine creation. Good morning, everyone. A live look from our camera that you see from the Austonian, and you can see that it's a very, very foggy and wet start to some parts of central Texas. Going to check in with Kristen to see what that threat is looking like for you throughout the day. The strong winds expected during today's storm that Kristen's talking about could lead to some power outages. Just a heads up on that. It's something that is, of course, top of mind for a lot of us after those lingering issues that we saw last month with the ice storm. KXAN's Brianna Hollis asked city leaders, how are crews preparing and what can people do to prepare themselves? But as far as that goes, pretty miserable. Lauren Morris remembers her experience during the ice storm just a couple of weeks ago as challenging emotional and a little bit scary truthfully I mean her family lost power and some branches did have some tree limbs come down it broke some of our fence piles of brush and big limbs like this are strewn about parks and in some cases still outside of people's homes that's top of mind as we prepare for high winds Thursday a huge pile in front of my house just waiting for the trucks to pick up so I guarantee that I'll go probably down the street. That's a big challenge. And so, um, you know, not a lot of great options. Um, you know, there, there are ways to secure your brush with a uh, simple rope. It's not just the branches on the ground. There's also concern about the limbs that are still hanging on. Top of mind for us is the winds that are coming in. And especially following the ice storm that we had just two weeks ago, you're still seeing a lot of those weakened branches and limbs that make them even more susceptible to breaking and then falling into those power lines. Limbs falling on power lines caused the most problems for Austin Energy during the ice storm when hundreds of thousands lost power. While the utility does expect some outages, it says they won't be as widespread and Austin Energy is staffed up to the full capacity. We asked if crews cut back trees in any areas of concern ahead of this week's storm. A lot of those weakened limbs come down and were trimmed back and and so some of that work has been done. And heed any morning and just prepare yourself so I definitely prepare myself no matter what. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. Austin Energy also says its outage map it is fixed so the system should not bottleneck if an influx of reports come in. And going in depth here when it comes to the cost of last month's ice storm, all the damage comes out to about $29 million. That's just right here in Travis County, and that is according to county officials. Now, for context here, County Judge Andy Brown said the massive and deadly Bastrop County wildfire in 2011, that cost $34 million. Took years to recover from that. Travis County says it needs, though, more than $30 million for the debris cleanup, the emergency response, as well as some roads and bridges. But this estimate does not include damage to personal property. Williamson County emergency officials say the estimated cost in their area, $12 million. New incentives for businesses to invest in Texas. The effort to bring back and improve a program that lured hundreds of corporations. Another change to Austin's airport and how it's going to allow EMS to respond to emergencies quicker. Once again, the Longhorns dig a big hole against TCU, this time on the road. Could they climb back and make Saturday's game for a piece of the Big 12 title? I've got it for you coming up.
This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. We are up to a very wet start, 4.43 on this Thursday morning. This is a live look at I-35 in Ben White. Watch for those slick roads, very slick spots. One of our colleagues just got in. She drove through a hailstorm in Hayes County. So be careful. Use caution this morning and give yourself plenty of extra time. We are watching those roads carefully. Some new information when it comes to the probability of a murder being solved in the U.S. It's about the same as a coin flip, according to the Murder Accountability Project. A nonprofit dedicated to keeping track of unsolved murders looked through FBI statistics and it found close to 50% of the murders in the U.S. went unsolved in 2021. That's about 10,000 cases, 907 of those right here in Texas. The nonprofit says that in Travis County, 16 murders went unsolved that year. Economic and workforce development are among Texas Speaker of the House Dade Phelan's legislative priorities this session. Okay, since Monica Madden explains the economic efforts the lawmakers are looking at this session. We are making Texas the economic envy of the United States of America. Governor Abbott lauded the legislature's efforts that he says have made Texas one of the most attractive states for business. Since 2015, 271 corporate relocations have taken place to Texas. Despite a popular corporate tax break program called Chapter 313 expiring at the end of last year, critics say Chapter 313 wasn't working. The vast majority of projects we're bringing in were energy projects that we, we believe in and in our research have found that would most likely come here anyways. Uh, the program is pitting school districts against each other to compete for business and not actually bringing in new business to the state. A possible 313 fix is already in the works after Speaker Phelan named the Texas Jobs and Security Act one of his top priorities on Tuesday. Uh, there are great legislative proposals that are being offered up that would replace 313 to ensure that Texas continues to have very substantial economic development tools. Monica Madden, KXAN News. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Good morning. We begin with a look at clouds and radar. We're getting in some great hail photos from y'all uh, in the San Marcos area. If you've been emailing those in, thank you so much. Here's the thing. We do have to send a reply email to you to get a signature uh, for, of approval, basically. So thank you for that. Just make sure you're looking for our follow-up email because I'd like to show some of those great photos and video that you're sending in on air this morning. Let me show you what's happening with our clouds and radar. You'll notice there's a few storms that stand out to the south. What am I looking at? I'm looking at this storm, which had confirmed hail with it moving through San Marcos, moving through Comal County overnight. This at, at the moment is no longer severe. However, make sure you are sit this one inside. Let it pass because there's still some small hail. There's still some frequent lightning and some heavy rain with it. So I'm looking at Clearview. I'm looking at 304 out of Bastrop. This is expected to move to the east and they're moving pretty quickly. A good 45, 55 miles per hour. Uh, so Smithville, you're next and this is going to continue to move into the southern portion of of Lee County. What else am I looking at? I'm looking out west at these storms building in Gillespie County. So these are the ones 
Austin needs to watch because this general storm motion is west to east. So anything that develops in the hill country has potential to move into the Austin metro. Again, none of this is severe. I do not have a single severe thunderstorm warning on my radar right now. Doesn't mean it can't happen in the next minute or the next hour. A lot of lightning with that storm along 290 here, and there's one a little closer to us in Blanco County. So Sandy and into Round Mountain, this storm is going to continue to move in your direction. Small hail, lightning, heavy rain. That's what I'm looking at here. Day planner shows overall from pretty much now through the start of the afternoon, our rain chances are between about 10 to 30% and our temperatures are going to be uh, not a problem. 70s to 80s. We can handle that. What I'm more concerned about is what happens in the later part of the afternoon. So let me spend most of my time here. We've got a two out of five risk in, or in the yellow color, excuse me, and, and as three out of five risk in orange. Basically, this tells us coverage. Scattered severe storms possible in yellow, widespread severe storms possible in orange, meaning uh, portions of Lampasas, Burnham, Williamson County, Milam County all need to be on the lookout here for widespread strong to severe thunderstorms later today. What we're seeing now is just a little piece of energy coming in ahead of the main squall line. So this is not it. This is just a little appetizer before what's coming later today. There is a good chance we get a break in our storm activity late morning through lunch. Then from lunchtime on, then we're going to start to see how much sunshine will those clouds clear. Here's the thing, the more sun, the higher it is that we're going to be looking at some pretty nasty storms in the afternoon because the sunshine adds to the instability. Cold front starts to move in around 5 p.m. There's the severe risk. This squall line has the potential for large hail, has potential for quick spin-up tornadoes, heavy rain, damaging wind, all severe modes possible. Moving into the Austin Metro between about 5 to 8 p.m. and then into our eastern counties afterwards, 8, 9, 10 p.m. before everything's out of here afterwards. This will not be an overnight event when it comes to this severe weather threat. However, winds winds become an issue i'm not concerned about flooding after this is gone i'm concerned about the winds because the wind gusts will be anywhere from about 20 to 25 miles per hour into the lunch hour but as that cold front comes in look at the wind gusts jump 40 to maybe even 50 miles per hour this evening into the overnight hours so national weather service is looking at the same thing i am when it comes to your forecast they went ahead and issued a wind advisory uh, that kicks in 3 p.m to midnight. That's almost everybody in the Hill Country and the Austin Metro. So severe thunderstorms come first and then it's going to be the winds thereafter. We will be in the KCN Weather Center all day long watching every little cloud that's in our in our area as we get into that later part of the afternoon because we're seeing all the ingredients come together for some of those storms to get nasty today. Now what comes Afterwards, I told you the wind, sunny skies, temperatures in the mid 70s. You'll notice the 80s will fill in for your weekend. Maybe we see another chance for some showers on Wednesday. But today will be the big day for impactful, impactful weather, I should say. One way to stay informed. Download that KXAN weather app. You hear me tell you all the time, today's the day you're going to use it. You just have to point your phone's camera at this QR code you see on your screen here, and it's automatically going to take you to that free download. Gets you ready for anything weather-wise. You'll get custom pushes from our first warning weather team. By the way, I did send one to San Marcos earlier this morning with the sound on. That's how this works. I want you to know when that hail is coming before the hail is on your doorstep. It's the KXAN weather app free download in your app store.
This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Hey, good morning to you. Longhorns at TCU had to have a win against the Horned Frogs in order for Saturday's game against Kansas to be for a piece of the Big 12 regular season title to close out the regular season. In Fort Worth, TCU led by 18 in Austin, but Rodney Terry's bunch came back. Again, fast start for the Frogs and Eddie Lampkin with the flush and the flex. TCU up by as many as 16 in the first half. Then Texas starts to chip away. Tyrese Hunter, the hard-charging bucket and foul. It's an eight-point game. Then a five-point game on Ontario Morris's three inside of 12 minutes to go. But Texas trying to climb back. They never led. Damian Ball with the layup right there extends it. But here comes Texas. Dylan DeSue, the jumper from the free throw line. Six-point game and another big bucket by Ball. But well, here comes Texas. Hunter knocking down the three with a minute one to go. It's a three-point game. And then TCU with the miss up by three, but Texas can't get the rebound. They hit free throws. Cunningham scores. Longhorns have to get a foul with 9.6, and they don't. And then Emmanuel Miller will flush it. Horns hit a three at the buzzer. Inconsequential. TCU wins at 75-73. So, not only is Kansas the outright champ, but Texas is now in a three-way tie for second place in the Big 12 with Baylor and K-State. Theoretically, if they lose to KU, they could drop all the way to fourth place heading to the Big 12 tournament. Texas women tied now for first. Oklahoma beat Kansas State. They scored with 1.4 seconds to go to force overtime and one in overtime. Texas women can still claim a share or possibly an outright title Saturday when they play at Kansas State. Back to you. All right, thanks, Roger. Hey, there's a new professional sports team here in Austin, the Texas Smoke. The Texas Smoke is the fourth franchise in women's professional fast pitch softball. Tori Tyson will coach the team. She's the current head softball coach at Howard University. The team has already signed nine players. Co-owner Brandon Phillips feels the team and sport will bring an excitement to the city. We're really looking forward to the talent, and I'm really hope that Austin is really ready for a show because that's what we're going to do. I mean, we're the Texas Smoke, and there's going to be a reason why they, we call it the Smoke. <laughs> I like it. We're always ready for a show in Austin. The Texas Smoke will play its first game on Thursday, June 15th. Okay, Governor Greg Abbott is reiterating his support for school choice, and he's pushing back when it comes to critics who say that it would take money away from public schools. He's comparing this debate to the criticism charter schools faced. That exact same argument was used 20 years ago as Texas began the charter school program process. If we started charter schools, it would close down public schools, it would defund public schools, and it would end high school football in the state of Texas. We now have more than 350,000 students in charter schools across the state of Texas. Not a single Texas school has closed or been defunded because of charter schools. Districts like AISD say charters have hurt them, though, financially, because each student who attends a charter school takes away funding, state funding from those schools. And more often than not, they say the operating cost for districts remains the same. A high-ranking official with the Texas Education Agency recently admitted to a parent that public schools could lose funding under a school voucher program. That admission happened during a recorded phone call between a parent and the Deputy Commissioner of Governance. And we have audio of that call on KXAN.com. Search under leaked recording. 
Researchers from the University of Texas at Austin are involved in a scientific breakthrough that could help those who have been infected with RSV. An FDA panel has approved a first-of-its-kind vaccine against RSV. Jason McClellan, professor of molecular biosciences at UT, helped create a new approach to vaccine development, which holds potential for the way future vaccines are created. It binds the apex straight down uh, almost at the top of the RSV fusion protein, and it binds to regions of the protein that need to refold and undergo a conformational change to adopt the post-fusion state. So by binding, really just locks the protein. Uh, now the virus can't enter cells. Two RSV vaccines are being considered for approval as early as this year. China is denouncing comments made by FBI Director Christopher Wray regarding the potential origins of the coronavirus. The FBI assessed that a leak from a lab in the city of Wuhan likely caused the pandemic. China says the claim has no credibility whatsoever. The World Health Organization has said while an animal origin remains most likely, the possibility of a lab leak must be investigated further before it can even be ruled out. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.